0: Hello, and welcome to Sharing Our Journey, a podcast from Harrodsburg Baptist Church, where we're all about sharing our journey toward Jesus. Before we dive into our Bible question and answer session, we'd like to invite you to take that journey with us. To find out more, follow us on social media at HBC Harrodsburg or visit harrodsburgbaptist.org. Thanks for listening. And we hope to see you very soon. Welcome, welcome to this week's Q&A edition of Sharing Our Journey, a, a podcast from Harrisburg Baptist Church. We are glad that... <coughs> I hit the crickets button accidentally. (laughs) We are so glad that you're here with us. Um, And uh, we we love crowd participation more than crickets, so if you have comments or questions, please uh, put them in the comment section below. Um, This week we're looking at the book of Joshua, and uh, it's pretty exciting stuff. Hey, Mark, how are you this week? I am good, Bo. How are you doing, brother? I'm not bad, not bad. Um, I, I really like this book, this, this book of, of, of Joshua, even the character of Joshua, you know, and seeing how he handles certain situations and.
1: Yeah, it, um, it's not an easy book to,
0: um. There's some difficult things in there. Yeah, there's
1: some difficult things there that you have to process and, There's also um, it seems to me that, you know, some of the truths that are in the book don't jump out as easily as uh, other things have done in the past, especially, you know, with Moses and all that kind of stuff. So uh, but it is without a doubt a very interesting book.
0: Yeah and I think you know when I say I like it I don't necessarily mean it gives me the warm fuzzy feelings right. that uh, you know <laughs> I, I that certain things do but there's there's um you you have to dig for it you have to reach yeah. for some things and and there's a lot of um a lot of value in that and mm-hmm. and uh and so I I've enjoyed studying it this past week and anyway we're going to we got some questions that have been submitted and maybe a few thoughts of our own so I think we'll just dive Right in. Um, Do you have you want to open us with a question or?
1: Yeah, well, let's let's catch everybody up to where we are. Yeah,
0: let's do that. Um, We
1: have um, we've been in the wilderness for forty years. Uh, Moses has passed away. Aaron's passed away. All the first generation have passed away, Mm -hmm. and now it is time for the Israelites to take. Command of the Promised Land, and and it's really important that we don't forget what's been going on, uh, because what has happened with the Israelites in the wilderness affects what's going to go on in the Book of Joshua. We have this nation that has been wandering around the desert yeah. by a pillar of fire, flyer, pillar of fire, uh-huh. and a cloud. And guiding them through the desert, guiding them through the desert. And there are witnesses to this, these other nations. And, and they've been nipped at heels by all these other people. And there have been little skirmishes here and there. So the people right. know what's going on. Not only that, we'll see, you know, here real quickly, that word has has gotten to these people about what's happened in Egypt.
0: It has. It so, has.
1: This is these people are famous, uh, they and, are, yeah. And there is a storm I mean, cloud on the horizon for the people living in the promised land.
0: They you might say that they're trending, yeah. There you know, you go. there, there is a, there's a hashtag trending hashtag about them. on dry ground,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. People know who they are, um people they've already encountered in the wilderness know who they are and what and what they're not just who they are but what their God has done and what he's capable of doing right yes Um, so there's uh, their their fame has preceded them so to speak Uh,
1: and and the first evidence we get of that is the story of Jericho yeah Uh, Joshua has sent uh, a couple of spies out to look at Jericho, see what's going on. They end up at Rahab, uh, at her place of business, her home. We're not exactly sure how this works out, but she is a lady of the evening, it appears. It does. And uh, that's, that's where they end up. Now, what's really funny is evidently these spies are really bad because the king automatically says, hey, there are two guys from Israel and they're over at Rahab's place. Mm -hmm. So evidently they weren't very good spies I don't know if they just walked in Or or what happened So the king sends people after them And Rahab hides them Right And we see from Rahab's Conversation with the spies That's where we learn That oh yeah Everybody knows who the Israelites are right now Mm -hmm. They know what's going on And Rahab uh, makes
0: some um, Very do you have the reference to that? What you're referring to, the the, the scripture reference?
1: Yes, yeah, so, so I, so I was getting ready to um, I was getting ready to to read that. It's in Jericho, uh, in, Jericho in, in Joshua, Joshua two, two. Yeah. and it's the promise to Rahab. So the um, we're in two, and it says um, where the king of Jericho says, "Look, some of the Israelite men have come here tonight to investigate the land." Mm -hmm. And he sent word to Rahab and said, bring out the man who came to you and entered your house, for they came to investigate the entire land. So like I said, obviously they weren't very good. But down in verse 9 or verse 8, it says, before the man fell asleep, she went up on the roof and she said to him, I know that the Lord has given you this land and that the terror of you has fallen on us. And everyone who lives in the land is panicking because of you. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea before you when you came out of Egypt. And what you did to Sihon and Og, the two Amorite kings, you completely destroyed across the Jordan. And when we heard this, we lost heart. And everyone's courage failed because of you. For the Lord your God is God in heaven above and on earth below. Mm. Wow. And, and she continues to go on. Now, And this is, you know, this is a... Um, a woman who, before this, had never heard of Yahweh. You know, she'd never heard anything right. about this.
0: And now she has. And, she and and there is an obvious contrast in her mind between the gods that she has been told about and worshipped and mm-hmm. this God of Israel. And obviously, not just hers, but the, the people of Jericho, the people of, of, of Canaan. Yes. As she says that their 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 hearts have melted yeah. <laughs> because yeah. they know that, that God has given the Israelites this land. And isn't that interesting that she even knows, she the way she words it is... Uh, the Lord has given you this it, land and the terror of you has fallen on us. I, I know right, that the Lord right, has given yeah. you this land. Yeah. I know that the Lord has given you this land. Not that you're here to take the land. Yeah. Like I know that you all are here to scope out the land and take it, but I know that the Lord has given you this land. There is obviously to everyone it's obvious that there is something different about the God of Israel versus the gods worshiped in the land of Canaan. Yeah. And and they've had, you know, they've had 40 years to see this. Yeah.
1: So so I mean, think about this as just straight up, you know, regular people. You're you're a, a king of a, you know, a small city, couple of hundred people or whatever. And you hear that, you know, 10 miles away in the desert, there is a group wandering and they're carrying this box and there's fire that flows from them. And from everything you've heard, they just wrecked Egypt on their way out yeah. and destroyed their armies. And they have intentions of coming into your land. Right. Uh, what are you gonna do? <laughs> what, are you, what are you gonna do? <laughs> and honestly, yeah. we get to see a little bit of that we get to see some of the people's responses on, you know, what do these what do these nations do when Israel is pounding down at them? Yeah. Uh, so so the uh, question that we we enter into here that that this leads us to is the question is Rahab straight up lied. To the king of Jericho about the men that came to to spy on them. Is that considered a sin? Yeah. Uh, okay. Or is it not a sin because she was saving the men? Is it okay? Um, yeah. Are some lies good? Are some lies not good? Um, so,
0: what do you think about that? Well, okay. That is a very good question. They're really. I think, you know, mostly when we think of Scripture, we, we think about the Ten Commandments. We think about it saying, thou shalt not lie. We talked a few weeks ago um, about how that's not actually what the Ten Commandments says. It says, thou shalt not bear false witness against your neighbor. Uh, I think that that's very, it puts a different it's different. It's, it's a different light on on what that means. Now, that doesn't mean that there aren't places where God says don't lie or right. or, or, or be or, deceptive. Uh, right. Yes. Um, we know that we know that that God is displeased with with lying. Um, so, I mean the first the first thing that the first sin that happens in Scripture is because the serpent deceives. Right. It's, it it is wrapped in a lie. Mm-hmm. Um. It's not good. Um, so we know from other examples like um, uh, in the early church, Ananias and Sapphira, oh, yeah. they, they lie uh, regarding how much they gave and how generous they were. And, and Peter rebukes them, and, um, and, and God, God judges they them. Die. He, they, <laughs> they die. Yeah. Uh, we, Colossians 3.9 says, do not lie to each other. Um so there's there's plenty of other verses we could look at um G, uh, then you look at Jesus himself what does Jesus say about himself I am the way the truth truth and the life mm-hmm. you know um there there's if 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 Jesus is truth like the embodiment of truth well there's no lie in in Jesus right <laughs> so uh obviously this is something that we don't need to take lightly um The, the, uh, I guess a couple of places where we do see is it where people lie and it turns out okay is here. Mm -hmm. We see Rahab lie, um, and it, it doesn't go terribly bad for her. In fact, we end up seeing her in the, in the lineage of Jesus, um, so, uh, well, and
1: Israel takes her in, they do, they, they, they take absolutely her in, take her in. And she is
0: assimilated into their her, culture by it, her faith. Exactly. Uh, which is a, I'll get to in a second. Okay. But yeah. Um, <laughs> we, we also see, um, the, the midwives tell Pharaoh, mm-hmm. um, they lie to Pharaoh and, but, but it's to save he, the Hebrew babies. Right. right. And so in saying that, I'm going to say this too, there's nowhere th- where God explicitly comes out and, and, um, supports their lying. Like you did the right thing in lying. Okay. And that's never stated, mm-hmm. but, but their lying was different in the fact that they were trying to, um, deter a very great evil from happening. Yeah. And so, you know, um I think that's kind of where I'm going with this is that where is your heart in it? There is you go. is the lie We are is fif- the lie trying 15 to, minutes in and we've <laughs> hit the heart statement. <laughs> is the lie trying to protect something or someone who is innocent or is the lie meant to deceive for your own gain or for the harm of someone right. else? And when you get to the you look at the Ten Commandments, do not uh, do not bear false witness against your neighbor. Well, well, that is obviously a deception that you are employing to harm your neighbor. Right. That would be wrong. Right. That would be counterproductive to the to the righteousness that God is trying to bring into the world. Right. Um, so. I don't know if that makes any sense. Do you have anything you want to add? add no, there?
1: I, I think you're. I think you're dead on it. I think it's a it's a complete heart issue. And you know, if if that's what it takes to save these people, then you know that's what you're going to do. And it's the same. It's the same thing as uh, the idea of a live commission versus a lie of omission. Uh-huh. You know, if I know something's wrong and I don't say it, you know, technically. Right. I haven't broken a commandment, but my heart in my heart, I have, Yeah, you know, and, and that's, once again, like I so said, we get right back to the, right back to the heart issue. Which, uh, which, oh, and an excellent comment, uh, by, uh, a lady that I know says the uh, same kind of lies that protected slaves or Jews during war. So you think about right. the people that hid
0: the Jews during the Holocaust. Right, exactly. Uh, uh, People who lied to the Nazis uh, uh, about where the yeah, Jews uh, were, or because they were Dietrich hiding. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, them. right? Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: yeah. I mean, you know, you're talking about somebody who that. Yeah, I, I think we can't get wrapped up in the idea of well, this is wrong, and this is always going to be wrong. No, right. there, there are, um, Unfortunately, you know, life's not that easy. There if, are if times the, if where there
0: is great. if there is no other way, yeah. to protect an innocent person. Um, I, I think that in those situations, which are few and far between, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Um, then it, then it's probably, and it's, I think it's okay to, to, to lie. I don't think that God's going to judge you for that. If that's your heart to protect the innocent yes. and, and from a greater evil and there's no, nothing else you can do.
1: Well, and then I'm going to go back. Oh my gosh. I'm going to go back. If you are. So if you've lied to your child to tell them that the ice cream truck Mm -hmm. is a music truck (laughs) and not an ice cream truck, (laughs) okay, I'm not going to say that you did that to harm them. I'm going to say you did that to help them because you don't want them chasing after ice cream and all that. Um, We're having a little video difficulty. Um, and then care Grash Wilson says, I lie to my kids all the time, but I'm at peace with it. <laughs> I'll ask for forgiveness. <laughs> exactly. I, you know, there are times where, you know, we lie to protect people. We lie to, yeah. uh, you know, that's, that's gonna happen. And, you know, now what would be bad is if your kids grew up the entire, their entire life thinking that that ice cream truck is just a music truck. You know, I and and Carrie, I'm going to tell you right now. I, I lie to my children all the time too. I do it. Uh, I I actually do it. It's it's a sin when I do it, because <laughs> <laughs> it's the Bible says don't exasperate your children. Yeah, and that's the reason I lie to them <laughs> is just to get them all worked up. Well, um, we'll pray for you then. Thank uh. you, thank you. Uh, but uh, yes, so I I think I think that's exactly right. I I think there are times where it's okay. And but um you know,
0: I I wouldn't It doesn't need to become something that's habitual. It doesn't need to become something that brings harm to to the person. You don't need to be looking
1: for a reason to lie to somebody.
0: Yeah, (laughs) you don't yeah. Right. Yeah. But I think there are circumstances where it is okay. And
1: the Bible talks about speaking truth in love. Right. Much more Yes. Than it does as far as giving examples of when the you know law can be circumvented, so to speak. Right. Like I said, uh, we
0: got a, whole, a pretty thick book called the Bible with lots of stories in it, and the only two examples I could think of where the lying wasn't punishable yeah. was Rahab and um, and the midwives, the Hebrew midwives. So yeah, yeah. So that, yeah, yeah.
1: But you hear of speaking truth in love. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a, that's a constant theme. Um, just so you know, we're still having trouble playing the video. It may be my computer. It may be something else. Um, okay. But, yeah, so that's that's kind of where we're at right now. Okay. We got that one. Uh, we feel pretty comfort, but comfortable with that one. So here's another question that in, in the same um, section that has to do with, deal with Rahab, and that is, We see that the spies make a deal with Rahab and um, that it's honored. But later on, after Jericho, um, we see these, um, the city of Gibeon, I think they're called Gibeonites, and who are very, very unique in their approach to Israel so you have some of these you, see, you have some of these cities that are banding together King calling each other saying let's team up maybe together we can take on Israel and you have others that are just like you know spread out and hopefully they won't see us and then you have Gibeon who they get all their stuff they wear it out they walk in to uh, Joshua and they're like hey we're from really far away uh, <laughs> we'd love to be your friend. You know, won't you won't you be our friend? And Joshua's like, oh, right, sure. You know, we'll make a peace pack with you. Turns out they're next door neighbors, you know, and and they tricked them. Yeah. And and it actually says in um, verse fourteen. Cause, and the reason I'm telling you this is because this that's what's. Um, the reason that they had the problem here
0: of chapter nine of
1: chapter nine, the men not, of
0: Israel sampled their provisions and did not inquire of the Lord, but, yeah. but did not inquire of the Lord,
1: but yeah. did not inquire of the Lord. So they didn't go to God and say, okay, what, what should we do with these people? Right. They made their own decision. And because of that, they got tricked. And because of that, the Gibeon were brought, not made part of Israel. They were actually Brought in as slaves, yeah. But they existed in Israel's uh,
0: population. Right.
1: They 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 were inter
0: dispersed among the Israelites. Yeah. Well, they, which, they served the priests, right? They yeah. Served the priests. And which the is and and now tabernacle.
1: we've and now we've got another nation that with That's their right. own yeah own cultures and stuff that has been brought into Israel. But uh, so the question is. You have the guys from Jericho, uh, the guys in Jericho saying, we're going to make a deal with Rahab. And you have Joshua who makes this deal and it goes bad. What's what's the, it seems like we're getting two different kinds of, you know, two. is there, uh, the question exactly is.
0: Why well, is it okay we, for one and not the other? Yeah, well, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, well, again, it comes back to what, what happened with, with Rahab. I mean Rahab's Rahab was sincere. Yeah. Her her heart was sincere in that she um and th- I can this goes back to part of her showing her faith. What what do they ask her to do if if uh when they come back uh, tie the scarlet thing. This the, the scarlet um I can't remember I want to say thread but yes yeah. yeah. It had to be bigger than just a. It was. It was a it, cord. It was like a cord, rope cord, or thank something, you, thank you know. You. Um, which brings she, us, which gets us to
1: the idea that also the it gives you a little flashback to uh, Jacob and Esau. It does the cord around the foot. And,
0: oh, yeah. Yep. Sorry, go um, ahead. I'm sorry. Actually, they don't tie a cord around. The, you know what they did is when you had twins, they would tie the red, the red thread around the the uh, foot of the firstborn so they would know right. which one was born first for the inheritance. Yeah. But Esau was covered in red hair already and they did not tie the cord around his foot. I did not know that. Yeah.
1: I thought they did. Wow. Good stuff. Uh, but All they right. do mention it. They yeah. said
0: they didn't do it because he was covered in red hair. There we go. Good um, job. Anyway, uh, what it reminded me of and maybe this is even their point because the Israelites said to do that. Yeah. Um, it reminded me of the, the night that in Egypt that the, f- the firstborn died. What were they supposed to put on, the, on their doorposts? Yeah, they Pat. were supposed to put the blood, blood. of the lamb on their doorposts, and that was a sign of their faith that God was going to rescue them, save them mm-hmm. from, from this great uh, plague, this great tragedy. And it kind of reminded me of that, and even you know, I don't know, just just because it's red, I guess is yeah. that that she was hanging this thing from her home, right, to show, hey, I'm trusting you all to take the city, but spare me and my family. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that the, even that was almost a foreshadowing of Christ on the cross and His, his shedding of His blood, and right. and putting faith in in the blood of Christ, which is what the Passover was also foreshadowing, right so um uh, i don't I don't remember what the question was oh, why was it okay for well, one do okay it okay for one to do
1: it and <laughs> and one not to do it
0: and you but you answered it Gibeon, on the other hand, it was deceptive they were deceptive, yeah. they were not up front with Israel about who they were or why they were doing what they were doing they, and there was absolutely no they were just trying to not die
1: yeah and there was no recollection or or no um uh, um confession right as to who God who God
0: right. who God is is right confessed of. very Ray had well confessed. who God is. Yes.
1: So I think that's I think that's why you see the two different yeah outcomes t- the two different those. outcomes yes and and what that looks like. Yeah. Oh right, so the next question is the big question, Bo. this is the big question. Oh boy. Um and this is a question that a lot of people struggle with. And honestly I think I think People should struggle with this, but the question is why did Israel have to slaughter mm-hmm. every living being to take the promised land
0: yeah that that's probably the hardest thing about the whole book um at least for most people mm-hmm. is 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 that right there so they come in and and God you know tells them to take the land, don't live don't leave anyone. Living, tear down the idols, you know, uh, for Jericho, all of the plunder goes to the Lord Mm -hmm. because he wants our first fruits. Mm -hmm. Um, and then after that, the next time the plunder is going to go to them. Right. Um, Along with the oxen and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. The livestock and things like that. But, uh, but they're supposed to destroy all human life. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think there's there's some there are reason, there are good reasons for why he wanted them to do that. Um, I think this kind of brings up the question did God not give them a chance? Like did God not did God just want them to wipe them out without giving them a chance to believe or to be saved? Right. And that's where you have to stop and consider what's actually happened? What is going on? And you don't really have to go any further than Jericho to, to see the answer for that. Mm -hmm. These people already know there's something different about this God. They've had, they've known it for years. They've had opportunities to uh, send, send an envoy out to Israel and say, tell us about your God. Yeah. Um, In the, in the uh, Jericho story, They've had six whole days of very close contact (laughs) with the Israelites. Yeah. Where they could have, you know, confessed something. They could have asked questions. And they didn't. They were shut off. Um, And uh, Joshua 23. Flip there real quick.
1: And this will be one of the two um, speeches that Joshua gives, and just so yeah. people just just so you can get an idea of how the book's laid out while he's looking that up, just know that the first twelve chapters of Joshua are about the conquest. It's about the land that right. they get. It's about the battles that they fight. And the last twelve is about the distribution of the land, right? And uh, and then you get a couple of uh, Joshua's speeches to the community,
0: his farewell address, yeah, as it were. Um, I said I spoke wrong. It's it's Joshua eleven, but thank you for for that information. Yeah. That's good to know. I like knowing how the books are divided up. Yeah. It really helps. It helps you understand, uh, understand r- why
1: yeah. are we why are we now all of a sudden talking about this? Right, well, because right. this is this, yeah. <laughs>
0: um yeah, they employ literary devices in in a sense to to help explain what's exactly. happening. Exactly. Um so in Joshua 11, you've got pretty much they they have finished taking they finished all their battles they've taken they've taken most of the land and uh it says in eleven nineteen and twenty it says, except for the Hivites living in Gibeon, not one city made a treaty of peace with the Israelites who took them all in battle, for it was the Lord himself who hardened their hearts. To wage war against Israel so that he might destroy them totally, exterminating them without mercy as the Lord had commanded Moses. And you read that on the surface and you might think, well, there it is. God didn't give them a chance. God hardened their hearts so that they would just, so he could just exterminate them. Mm-hmm. But when you look at the Hebrew for that word, it doesn't mean that God hardened hardened their heart in the sense that we think about it in Western modern Western culture. Right. What it actually—it's the word uh, kazakh, and what it actually means is to strengthen, and it indicates that the people of Canaan, the the Canaanites, the ites, all the ites that we talk about Mm. here—they had made a choice, and they were so um, sure about their choice Mm -hmm. that God strengthened their resolve to follow through with that choice.
1: So it's the point uh, in one of the commentaries I read, it's, it's that time when you make a decision where you reach a point of no return. Yes. And that's what this is. Yes.
0: That's where they have
1: got, they got to a point of no return. They were Mm -hmm. not going to bow down to God.
0: They were not. And so, um, and so the Lord strengthens Mm -hmm. their heart, strengthens their resolve. And um we have other we have other uh verses um like i think in leviticus 18 about who these people were like the the evil that was in the land yeah. and this is and this is really where we get to why did god exterminate them well there's a couple reasons one he did not want the israelites to assimilate into their culture he wanted the israelites to change the culture of that land entirely right. to one that pointed To God and reflected the nature of God, and um, they couldn't do that if these other people continued to live there. These people, uh, the the Ites, they were they were evil man. Mm. They they were all into child sacrifice, sacrificing the idols, their their own children. Um, why would that be dangerous for the Israelites to do? Children grow up children grow up and continue on the nation, help the nation Mm -hmm. thrive. But also how is Jesus going to come into the world? He's going to come as a child. Well, if you've got a culture who slaughters their own children, how is the Messiah supposed to come? Um, Another, another big thing about them was they were extremely immoral, especially in terms of uh, sexuality. And, They, um, performed (laughs) all kinds of, uh, sexual acts as part of their worship, uh, in, in their temples, uh, to their, to their gods, Mm -hmm. um, which God did not want them to be a part of. Um, he, they also, I mean, it was a place of war. Yeah. It was a, it was a, it says, I don't remember the verse now, it's somewhere in here that it's when the, it, they they brought the land to peace and rest.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and it's when and you talk uh when the 12 spies were sent out. Uh-huh. And the 10 came back and they, they talked about how the ground just this this yeah. the, and that's what they were saying. This area is filled with strife. Yes. Um, and and just so I mean, every, and just so everybody understands, if you look at uh, Deuteronomy chapter 7, that this is these you know that that is what Joshua is is basing this all on is is the the law in 7 where god tells people uh tells israel that you know they're to destroy these uh, idolatrous nations right and and it's and it is designed to protect yes. israel to keep them pure um we see and, and we're going to see next week, and can, as that continues, how this failed. This failed because of, uh, you have Gibeon, uh, the Gibeonites who are living with Israel. You have people that obviously escaped and weren't killed, you, and you've got all these others that these different pagan nations are pagan. And I don't, I say nations. I mean, we're probably talking they're more like more, clans yeah, and more tribes. Like tribes. Yeah. Um, how they come to influence um, Israel in their culture and their, and the way they follow God and with the intermarriage and um, uh, how that sets up for the future with Samaritans and all this different stuff. So y- you mm-hmm. see that this yeah. is the beginning of, of this was the great moment where Israel gets the promised land. Right. And then there's also the moment where all the wheels start falling off.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. You see, even in the very first part of Joshua, gosh, my mind's going in a thousand directions now. James says Um, he doesn't
1: understand the part where people can reach a decision and that they have a point of no return. He didn't understand the hardened hearts part.
0: I am not sure how else to explain it. Um, I mean, it's just like anybody. Sometimes you, you make, you finally come, you finally come to a decision and, about something like I'm going to buy this car and then, or this house. And then you, you are set. You've, you've resolved to do it and you, and you follow through with it. And we also
1: have the whole idea of that. Once again, remember that God is outside of time. So foreknowledge, knowing that this is what people are going to choose, then I'm going to use that to my advantage.
0: Um, yeah, it, it, it doesn't even start out well for Joshua. I'm trying. I'm trying to find this verse in, in the first chapter where. Um, uh I'll find it <laughs> while you're looking.
1: While you're looking for that, in, instead of having dead air, I will. Um, Go on, because we look at uh, Achan's sin, which is, this is where, um, when they go into Jericho, everybody's good, except for Achan. And yeah. Achan messes up. Uh, he decides to take some some of the treasure, whatever, and because of that, um, Israel loses a battle. Mm-hmm. And the sin is uncovered and Achan and his family pay the price. Right. Uh for this. Did you have something
0: I, I found the verse. Okay, You're talking about the wheels falling off uh yes, you know yeah, after yeah. and and really I think it goes back to even this right here. Chapter 1 verse 17. It they they say to Joshua, just as we fully obeyed Moses. Okay, pause right there. <laughs> what? <laughs> He should be worried already. <laughs> just as we fully obeyed Moses, you're going to obey me as Sorry. as you fully obeyed Moses. Okay, well, <laughs> maybe we should just All turn right. around, Next. go back to the wilderness. Um, just as we fully obeyed Moses, so we will obey you. Only may the Lord your God be with you as He was with Moses. Like they still don't get it. Yeah, you know, it, it's it's not. He's not our God. Yeah. He's your God, Joshua. Yeah. Your God. May he's the, the Lord guy your you got God fighting for us. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the wheels are gonna fall off yeah. they're they're not truly bought in yet yeah um uh which is unfortunate, but uh yeah, going back to that question of why, why would god um you know have everyone slaughtered uh <clears throat> I think it's in Leviticus 18, where it says something to the effect of that that the people were they were so evil. It's right here in verse eight, uh, chapter 18 of Leviticus, verse 25. Even the land was defiled. He's mm. talking about the, the people living there. Even the land was defiled. So I punished it for its sin, and the land vomited out its inhabitants. Yeah. Um, they were they were so perverse they were so evil that the land itself didn't even want them it vomited out uh the ites. yeah and um you know i don't see anywhere else in scripture where god says that about a people these were people who would kill you for no reason and wear your skin yeah you know yeah. cut off your head leave it on a, a, pike. On a pike that kind yeah. of uh almost hollywood imagery sometimes that we see in in um, fantasy movies, you know? Yeah. Uh, it wasn't fantasy there though. This was reality. This is how, how evil they were. Yeah.
1: And, and, um, moving to Aiken's sin, you know, we know, we know that there are consequences to sin. There are spiritual consequences and there are worldly consequences. Mm -hmm. Um, From a personal standpoint, if, if my sin is causes, you know, if there's a repercussion from my sin, then I've got to deal with it. You know, I repent, you know, and turn and, you know, ask forgiveness and and drive on. But that doesn't mean that the, the, the um, repercussions aren't going to, are going to go away. And it's the same way with Aiken Aiken said that it was me, I did it. He paid the price. The question is you know how do we how do we deal with that and but he's the question is actually how do we deal with it from a nation standpoint with Aiken mm-hmm. eh, you know Jesus said, those without sin cast the first stone mm-hmm. um, you know that law is no longer in effect for Christians. Right. Um, how do we deal with it? We love people. Because I can tell you right now, I, I, can't, I can't pick up any stones. Yeah. You know, I, I, can, I, I think as Christians, our job is to help people navigate through their sin to repentance and at the same time, help them navigate the consequences. Now, that's where it gets scary. Because if you've got someone who's in jail— that means you can you know that means you got to sit there and go to the jail and say hey you know yeah let's do bible study let's read let me pray for you let's do this stuff that's what we do as christians today uh you know there there's there shouldn't be a christian in this
0: world picking up a rock right now yeah
1: and yeah. unfortunately i don't think that's the case
0: but um sometimes those rocks are digital rocks oh yeah
1: oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah um Okay, we got two minutes uh, because we have a business meeting and we have to get some uh, stuff into the sanctuary. So, Bo, I'm going to give you some time to close out. Oh, boy. Because I know there's you got to pick where you want to go here. And I'm going to give it to you and, and I'm going to be quiet. Oh, man.
0: Come on. That's... Well, I, I I heard another person um uh before ask why okay, so I get why they had to kill the adults, why the why mm-hmm. the kids too. Um, I have a answer for that. I don't know if it's the right answer or a good answer even, but um here's what I I would I would postulate that if you have these kids who watch you come in and slaughter all of the adults in their life, um, those kids are going to grow up, and those kids might want to seek revenge. Yes. In fact, I think if I were a kid who watched you do that to my family, I probably would grow up and want revenge on you. Um, uh, So I think that that, that that's really kind of my one... Well, answer. Yeah.
1: And that's that's the that's yes, that's the same answer. And
0: they know the things that have been practiced, too. And think about it this way, too. You know, you send your kid to school and they come home with a bad habit. Well, where did they pick up that that Mm -hmm. new word or that new thing that they want to do all the time? They picked it up from another kid at school. And the Israelites have kids, and so there's even transference of of poor behavior yeah. between children. And, and
1: there's also this whole concept that, that you and you've got to you've got to see that, yes, this is what they were called to do. They didn't yeah. do it. They didn't do it. They tried some, sometimes tried, sometimes right. tried hard, but they they weren't. They didn't do what yeah. God had commanded the way God had commanded it. Right, and. You know, if you wanna know why God commanded it, well watch the rest let's see how the rest of the story file you know, folds out. Yeah, and it,
0: you're gonna see. If we had time we could even look at other verses where obviously that, even though it's almost a hyperbole, they say we slaughtered everyone, but there's it's clear later that some people escaped. Yes. Like it yeah. wasn't a complete and total yeah. slaughter. Yeah. Um so Anyway, the only other thing maybe that that I found really interesting or curious is the the moment that the sun stands still. Yeah. <laughs> um you know, there I've I've looked into that not just this week but multiple times previously in the past because it's such a unique right thing that happens. Right. Um there are a few Theories. There's, there's really no like one good like yeah. This is <laughs> definitely what how it happened or what happened. Um, there's the like literal theory that God caused the Earth to literally stop rotating, and the Sun and the Moon stayed in their in their place in the sky. And and uh, you know if that were to actually happen, naturally happen, it would have catastrophic consequences yeah. Yeah. on on our reality. Right supernaturally happening, you know, God could account for that and he could make you know, he could prevent catastrophe. Right. Um so maybe it literally happened the way that that it says. Um there's also some debate on the meaning of the words in Hebrew and maybe that what maybe what maybe even what Joshua was a- was asking was not that the sun would stop moving, but that God would bring them um Relief from the heat of the sun—that God would shade them from the sun because they've been fighting. They're already tired. Yeah. It's it's really hot in this part of the world, and his men were tired, and he wanted to win the battle. So maybe he was asking for um, relief. Maybe there was an eclipse. An eclipse is another one of the theories. Yeah. Um, he talks about the moon not moving too, and it's not that far away, like yeah. where he the the Valley of. Um,
1: Sun is in the east. the The moon is uh, in the west. Um, the way it's laid out, but there's also that. There's also the idea that uh, God didn't just stop it; that it literally slowed, down. slowed it, and it took two days for one rotation for one rotation of yeah, the earth. Instead that's, of that's one of them too. And then another one, and you may know this: the um, the Canaanites are, you know, uh, the people that he's dealing with are. Worshippers of the sun and the sun moon and moon. all that, and anytime they see the sun and the moon in the sky at the same time, it's a bad omen. Mm, yeah. So it might have been that Joshua was saying give them a bad omen. Uh, but yeah, it's it's one of those things. Yeah. It, the question is, was it a, was it, um is, it, is there anywhere else in the Bible that is talked about? There is and it's quoted in scripture. There's a book that this is um, talked about in.
0: I think they mean anywhere outside of the Bible that this event is, is recorded. Oh, okay. I think that's yeah. what the question was. I, c- I couldn't find anything. And well, there are some there's some like Chinese there's a Chinese legend about a, a day that lasted extra an extra normal amount of time. There are Mayan and Incan legends, you know, quote unquote legends right. about um a, a night that lasted twice as long as it should have, which would make sense mm-hmm. in some regard since they're on opposite sides of the world, Israel and um anything <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, uh, but there 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 was a, a historian, um oh man, his name starts with an H, but he was he was in Egypt reading some of their scrolls and somebody showed him a scroll about uh, a time they had recorded where the day lasted twice as long. Um and he and he wrote about it. But none of those things are provable that they happened at the same time. and In fact, there's probably more evidence than not that it wasn't at the same time of, mm-hmm. jo- of Joshua. So you can't really use that as a proof. There, There's an old, um, a couple of old, older stories, from one from the 30s, I think, and one from the 50s or 60s about some astronomers, a couple of astronomers, that found a missing day in the celestial oh, calendar. Oh, yeah, I remember that, yeah. Um, that they calcu- they were calculating back uh, where the celestial bodies should be or would yeah. have been and they found a missing day somewhere um, but that actually has been debunked like That's you can 't actually do that you can't if 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 I am trying to calculate back from today uh, to last Wednesday where the moon is in the sky, well I can do that, but I can also. Prove that my calculations are right because I know where the moon was a week ago. Because right. we're we're right, and we we have people who are studying that stuff all the time now and making records of it. Yes, but pr- thousands of years back, we don't. There's no way to calculate that now, going thousands of years back because yeah. we don't have that information. So, um, so that's not that's not something that the church needs to be spreading and propagating out right. there. <laughs> <laughs> um, we we know that that's not. That that's not possible now. Um, so uh, there are some things out there, but you know, nothing, nothing concrete. I would actually, this is my theory. All right, hold on. Before you give me your theory, I'm going to hear your
1: theory as I walk up the door, so I can get this set up for the business meeting. Okay. Here in nine minutes. For those that are online, we're having a business meeting.
0: I'll say this and, and wrap it up. Um, I talked about in our Christmas study a few uh, back at Christmas time about the star. And my theory about the star is that the star of Bethlehem is not actually a star, but that it's actually the um glory of God. The word means uh in Greek means a brilliance and um that brilliance is this bright light, uh I would say is akin to The um, the glory of God that we see in even in this part of the story that guides them, this fire, this pillar of fire. uh, We know about other parts of Scripture that talk about the glory being this this brightness. Um, And so I was just wondering today, actually, for the first time, as many times as I've read about this, it's never crossed my mind. Um, There's there's another part in in. uh, Well, when they're escaping Egypt, where God. Shrouds the Egyptians in darkness with with his cloud and guides the the israelites um, with the, with the light of the fire and um I just wondered today for the first time if possibly if this isn't a supernatural event in terms of actually making the sun stand still, perhaps maybe just speculating it could have been uh an, an observance of God's glory giving them the light to continue um, to continue to fight so it's just another idea Um, yeah maybe maybe not and with all of that being said I'm sure we had to cover a whole book the whole book of Joshua in one week Um, that's (laughs) in in 50 minutes that's a pretty tall order Uh, so we did the best we could I'm sure that there are plenty of other questions that could be asked and if you have any of those Please uh, leave a comment on this video, and we'll try to get back to you um, through through text and answer those questions. We're glad that you joined us tonight. This has been the Q&A session of Sharing Our Journey. We will catch you on the flippity-flip. Thank you for joining us for Sharing Our Journey. If you have a Bible question, please send it to mark at Harrodsburg.com. Baptist.org, and we'll try to answer it in the future. If you'd like to join us for worship, we come together on Sundays at 10 a.m. at Harrodsburg Baptist Church, 312 South Main Street, Harrodsburg, Kentucky. For more information, follow us on social at HBC Harrodsburg or visit HarrodsburgBaptist.org. As you go, we pray that you will share your journey toward Jesus with others. May the love of the Father, the grace of Jesus, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you.